0: Yesterday, we had uh, pastors Bob and Diane with us for a couple of hours in the morning. And, um, you know, they're, they're they're pastoring a church in the toughest place in Nova Scotia. It might not be the biggest. Let me tell you something. When they tell enough stories, it's stuff that we heard 20 years ago. People fall out in your church. You guys are weird. Like that kind of stuff. You're just dealing with that now. But the interesting part of the conversation, Marie, for me was, because Bob was an Anglican, Anglican priest, right? Of some sort. And he said, uh, this Marie LeBlanc just kept on me and kept on me to come out of that religion and come over to her church. <laughs> and she said, and, so, and so, so he did. And it changed his life forever. But think about that. When you think about him pastoring that church in that tough place, that's a part of your harvest. <laughs> you know, so if, if so, if the devil ever tells you you're not doing anything, that one act, All right. <laughs> that one act was so huge. And I remember they were going to quit, just like anybody's ever been in the ministry has those days. But they had been, they had been working for it. Two, over two years there, and they had six people. And he came to me one day, and he said, I'm, he said, I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to dig around it one more year. And now they're running 40 or 50 in a service in New Glasgow. Yeah, that might not sound like a huge... Look, anybody can go take over a church of 1,000 people. Go and pioneer a work like that and, and deal with all that you have to deal with, and then we'll call you a champion. <laughs> Like, you know, I've got a dear friend, Kathy Mink. Uh, She's on the eighth floor of the the St. John's Hospital in Tulsa right now with a breathing tube and all kinds of things going on. But she's just one of a, a whole list of people I could tell you about that are under siege right now. But if you were the devil, if you were the devil, would you not take your best shot knowing it was your last one? Knowing that it's your very last one. Knowing that Psalm 2 is still real. Why doth the heathen rage and imagine a vain thing? Psalm 27 is still real. (laughs) I'm not be afraid. What can a man do unto me? And and even the song, The Glory of the Lord. Well, if we're being changed from glory to glory, it sounds like we're getting better, not worse. (laughs) Huh? Being changed from glory to glory. Get ready to get better. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been better, get better. And if the doctor tells you to take your drugs, take them. <laughs> there are so many stupid people out there, man. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm not taking that medicine. Well, die. The Lord, you know, the, like the medicine... If you can speak to a fig tree and it'll obey you, don't tell me that you can't speak to some chemicals that came out of the earth and, and command the side effects of that stuff to go away from you. And, don't, and It's okay if the doctor ever tells you not. No, if God ever tells you not to take your medicine, don't take it. But otherwise, he, 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 they're gifts from God. I, for one, know it. I mean, I met with two doctors on Tuesday, and simultaneously, they said, "You're not normal." <laughs> 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 That's what I did too. I blessed them out laughing. I said, "I said, well, God sent me here to you, so do your best." <laughs> <laughs> She said, the things that we normally do don't work for you. I understand that, but also understand the characters being built. I understand that there's things that that if I didn't go through them, like, like the most humbling thing that can ever happen to you is what happened to me. Having to depend on everybody for everything. And being able-bodied my whole life, and having to call somebody to come and do this little task or that little task, But humility, how many of you know humility is not a a bad thing? Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, I'm humble. He said, I'm not full of pride, I'm humble. He said, what you're dealing with right now, Gary, is pride. (laughs) But it's true. You got to call somebody and ask them for help. And you're just all that in a big bag of chips. (laughs) Anyway, hallelujah. It's been interesting. It's been interesting. Yeah. Turn in your Bibles, please. As Pastor Paul Wilson would say, please. I'm not mocking him. I love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. You can hardly wait till he preaches again. Matter of fact, I think he should preach the first service in our new building. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. I say it publicly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You put so much hard work into what's been going on, brother. Yeah, and we we salute you. (laughs) Nancy said he should take some time off. I said, Nancy, if he could, he wouldn't. Oh yeah, I really need some time off. Yeah, just tie him up somewhere is the only way to get him to take time off. Or or throw him up to Windsor, Ontario on a vacation. Yeah. Anyway, Exodus chapter twelve, please. Yeah. Verse thirty-six. Again, we're crossing over into something better. Think about it. Think about Jesus and he lived forever. This is this is he lived over 40 days on the earth after he had a glorified body. And I believe that you're going to do the same thing. Amen. And he stayed all the way till in Pentecost, they poured the oil out over him and anointed him king. And Psalm 133 tells you what happened. The anointing went down over his beard, down over his garments, pulled out on the floor a big puddle in his lap, and that big puddle in his lap is what caused him to to reproduce at the day of Pentecost. And so now here we are again, here we are again in this hour, and the anointing being poured out, (laughs) and in the first week, the first day, 3,000 people, the first week, 5,000 more. God is about to show up and show out and let the, let the devil yap off all he wants to. It's almost over. And my Bible tells me that he knows his time is short. So I'm expecting an anointing to come down over me and pour over me and pour over you. Pour out on my belly so that I can reproduce. Pour out on my belly so that I can reproduce in, in this last day and believe in God that even after the glorified body comes, I'm not going in the rapture until, until I fulfill the purpose of God call called my life, and so will you. It's, you're not getting your glorified body so that you can leave. That glorified body's coming to you. But even, even now, think about it. You're being, 2 Corinthians 3.18, you are being changed. Metamorphosis, changed from one glory... To another glory, to another glory, to another glory. To What's the goal? To be the image of Jesus. All of creation is waiting for a manifestation of the sons of God. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen. I know you know the verses. I'd like to pound them in. Risen upon you in the world, the darkness and the gross darkness upon the people. But God's glory. Okay, verse 35. Verse 35. Hallelujah. Furthermore, the Israelites acted on Moses' word and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. And the Lord gave the people such favor in the sight of the Egyptians that they granted their request, and in that way they plundered the Egyptians them. So the favor that's coming upon you will cause your enemies to bless you. God is about to plunder your enemies. His favor is going to put you in places where the enemy feels like you don't belong. But the favor of God on your life will be so evident in the sight of those that tried to keep you captive that they will grant you their requests. I'm telling you, come on, kings and influential people, come into the brightness of your rising, looking at you and saying, what is this? What is this? Unable to resist you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Turn to Micah, please. See if you can find Micah first. Have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> if you, if you find it? Everybody got it? If not, just fake it. Okay. okay. <laughs> verse 12. Micah chapter 2 and verse 12. I tried to get Nancy to read this a couple of services ago. But she... I was texted. I was texting her while she was preaching. <laughs> but listen to this, this is what the Holy Ghost says. This is what the Lord says. I will certainly gather all of you that would be me and you. I will certainly gather all of you, O Jacob. I will certainly assemble those Israelites that remain. And I will bring them together like sheep in a fold, like a flock in the middle of a pasture. They will be so numerous that they will make a lot of noise. The one who can break through the barriers will lead them out and they will break out and pass through the gate and leave. Their king will advance before them. The Lord himself will lead them. Amen. Get ready to pass over, says the Lord. Thing from the thing that's been to, to the thing that shall be. This past year I've been preparing you. Oh, good. <laughs> 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 and you've been preparing the church for this passing over, a releasing and a letting go, an exodus of which has been good to me to something greater in me. You're you're doing what you know to do, keep your eyes fixed on the straightaway, not on anyone else in the race, not on any distractions. You've been prepared and readied by my spirit, groomed and trained into this new and final stretch, the final stretch. Yes, the home stretch. Hebrews twelve one says, I've surrounded you by a great cloud of witnesses cheering you on, so keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer, the protector of your faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the hardship and is now one of the ones cheering you on to win. A fixing, a focusing on the finish line, the prize, on me, getting me, me, getting ready for you, your church and your ministry, passing over into the winner's circle by the not by, not by works. This what I love, I love Zechariah chapter four. He says, Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you'll become a plugin. And I'll speak grace, grace onto the mountain. He said, it's not by might and it's not by power. It's not by might and it's not by power. I don't have to work it up. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. He's doing it. All we got to do is get in on it. You now, but think about it. Matthew sixteen, eighteen. everybody knows those verses, 16, 18, and 19. He said, upon this rock, think about this, this is what Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And like I said before, a gate never, ever attacked anybody. You attack the gates, you storm the gates of hell, you plunder hell to populate heaven. How do I do that? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. There's there's an amping up, there's a turning up. You can't work it up. All you can do is posture yourself, position yourself to receive a new and a fresh anointing from God. Expect it, expect, Lord... It is today the day. What I know about today is it's the day you made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad, and I'm going to spit in the devil's eye, no matter what else is going on, and just keep moving ahead, moving ahead, because I know that you're the. We just read in Micah chapter two twelve and thirteen. You're gonna you're the leader of the breakthrough, and you're gonna break us through into a brand new brand new place. So then, if you go over to Isaiah chapter twelve, he'll talk about it a little bit. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. I encourage you when you go home to do the same thing I do. Turn that praise and worship on and get the family flow going. Get the family flow. Get the family flow going in your life because God's empowering this church to pass over to the other side. (laughs) Hallelujah. Isaiah 12, 2. Indeed, God is my salvation. I will trust him and not be afraid. For the Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. I joyfully draw water from the springs of salvation. How do I draw water? Your tongue. The Bible says that wisdom is hidden in the heart of a man, but that the man of understanding will draw it out. My belly will flow. Rivers of living water. diat rabasata. I'm drawing on the wells of salvation. And on that day, I'll say, Give thanks unto the Lord. Proclaim His name and make His make His works known among the peoples. Declare that His name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for He has done glorious things. Let His let this be known throughout the earth. Cry out and sing, O city of Zion, the Holy One of Israel. I'm telling you, this, this we're about to make some noise in the world. And, and they're going to want to hear what you say. Romans 2.4 It is the goodness of God that leads a man to repent. Preach his goodness. Preach his gospel. Hallelujah. You shouldn't be doing that. How many of you know? Like Pastor Paul and I talked about this the other day. <laughs> We didn't need anybody to tell us we were screwed up. It didn't become a revelation to us. <laughs> Amen. It just Amen. didn't happen that way. <laughs> uh, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 3. I'm still in Isaiah 12, though. I, you know, when he talks about joy, it's the word sassoon. And it means lively Joy. At victory, success gained by advantage. Mm. Deliverance, health, and prosperity. You draw it out of Ephesians 1.3. I've already been blessed with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenlies, in Christ. The blessing is mine. When did it happen? Before the foundation of the world, the Lord had a plan. And his plan was for today. His plan was to say, hey, the, 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 the end of the thing is better than the beginning. The glory of the latter house, the glory of the latter house, yeah. house is greater than the former house, says the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Speak out of the treasure of your heart. The rope that you drop down into that well is your faith. The just shall live by faith. Can we go somewhere else? I wasn't going to go there, but let's go to Haggai. It's just too good to pass by. Second last book in your Bible? No, in the Old Testament. Verse 15 of chapter 2 says, My future is not set until I set it. Consider from this day upward. Uh, Consider today. Verse 18. Consider now from this day upward, from the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, even from the day the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Consider it. Is there seed yet in the barn? Is the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree have they not brought forth From this day forward, I will bless you. But we need to go back. We need to go back to chapter 2 and verse... um, I like verse 4. Because it talks about Joshua, the high priest. And he had... uh, Actually, when you read it in the Hebrew, he had poop on his clothes. (laughs) But It's... It says that he had poop-filled garments. It doesn't talk about it there, but it talks about it later on. And and it was because he was operating outside of his gift. Leave that alone. Okay. Verse 6. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Yet once in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. Okay, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. And I will shake the nations, and the desire of all the nations shall come, and I will fill this house. Tap yourself. No, you're not, you know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? You're the new temple of the Holy Ghost. It's not going to be the one that's being rebuilt in Israel. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. I will shake the nations, the desire of all the nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Then, then listen to this. The silver doesn't belong to the, the Bank of Canada. The silver doesn't belong to Amazon.com. The silver doesn't belong to, the silver is mine. This, he said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. Don't look to them and figure out how you just know that the wealth of the wicked has been laid up in store for the just. And expect every day, expect every day a financial inversion. That person that gave us 25,000 bucks the other day, as soon as I heard about it, I said, that's just the beginning. It wasn't like, oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, it is great. But that's nothing compared to what God is about to do, because it takes money to win souls. And in order to get the money, he's got to get it to you, number one, and then get it through you, number two. Right? The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord. Verse 9, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And I love it when he says Lord of hosts because the Lord of sabaoth it's the Lord of armies, and he's talking about angel armies, and he's talking about the angel armies that are going to be the harvesters in the last day. He said the angels were going to harvest the world in the last day. And so angels are being released in numbers more than ever before. And Hebrews 1:14 says that they're there to minister unto you the air of salvation. Keep them busy. No, keep them busy. It's like, you know, the Bible says, ask and and you receive knock and it'll be open, all that. When he says ask and keep on asking, He's not talking about begging over and over again. He's saying, keep the flow going. When you're asking for something, keep the flow going from the vine into the branches. Just keep a draw on it all the time. Ask, keep on asking. seek and keep on seeking. And finding, and keep on finding. Just expect the holy ghost flow to be active in your life. You don't have to beg God for anything. He's saying, come on. Just get this thing flowing. I am the vine; you are the branch. Whatever's in the vine—the DNA—the vine is the same DNA that you find in the branch. My DNA is flowing in you. Get a revelation of it and expect great things. What about what about all the disease and all the things that the people fight? God's DNA. Keep drawing on that DNA of God, flowing up through that. Up through that vine and into those branches, and expect poof, oh, look at that. Look at that. A new branch. Healing just popped out. Look at that. A new branch. Prosperity just popped out. Thank you, Lord. I'm just the branch. I don't produce the fruit. And the fruit that I produce is not love, joy, peace, long suffering. I know that that's nice to say, but the fruit that I produce is answered prayer in the kingdom of God. Amen. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of angel armies. I mean, if if a third of the angels rebelled against God, that means two thirds of them are still there. Two thirds of them are for you. The good guys. The rest of them are whipped and defeated. You know, when we talk about the devil, I hope you understand we're talking about the biggest loser that ever lived. He's not to be feared. God is to be feared. The devil is not to be feared, he's a fallen angel. At his best day, he was sent to minister unto you in air of salvation. His best day, he was a praise and worship leader that got so full of pride that it took him over. Right, amen. Okay, one more set of verses. Oh yeah, let's go. Second Corinthians chapter three. You already know it. Verse seventeen. Now, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image. Come on, being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is that spirit. That promise means that the church is to get stronger. He's not coming back for a weak church. He said, this is, the God, this is God's spirit at work, and wherever the spirit of God operates, he sets people free. With the veil lifted from our eyes, we see the ultimate purpose of God reflected in Christ. As we keep the vision before us, we are continually transformed by it. We are moved from one area of fulfillment to another as the spirit acts upon us. Can I read that again? That's the Ben Campbell Johnson translation. This is God's spirit at work, and wherever the spirit of God operates, he sets people free. With the veil lifted from our eyes, we see the ultimate purpose of God reflected in Christ. And as we keep the vision before us, we are continually transformed by it, and we are moved from one area of fulfillment to another as the spirit of God acts upon us. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you do it or not. I can see some of the people in this church, I watch I watch God working, operating. I know that we all have difficulties and struggles that we face, but I'm telling you, the best days of your life are on the edge. You're, it's kind of like, it's like I said this to somebody a few weeks ago. I said, your breakdown and your breakthrough are the same place. If it doesn't break you down, the well, Holy Ghost is going to break you through. If it doesn't break you down, if it, see, because he can't defeat you, but he would sure like to discourage you. Don't let him discourage you. Be strong and have a good courage, James taught on Thursday night. Be strong and have a good courage. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In Jesus' name.